Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John, back with my girl, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? I am good. The better question is, how are you? How are you feeling post-infection? Oh, I'm fine. I'm excited for us to be doing a podcast that doesn't have another old bald white guy. So that's exciting. I know. This is so nice. I'm like, I I was looking back at the uh, episode that we did with Eric Rosa, new guy, Eric. And I was like, I should have come on with a bald cap. Like you guys would have laughed so hard (laughs) if we popped up in the Zoom. And I was like, hey, guys, how's it going? I know. And then we then we followed it up with uh, O'Keefe. So no. it's like it's like, man, we got a real theme going for 2021. We're breaking the the stride today. Yes, but uh, today we are breaking it with uh, some nutrition talk with a old pal of the show, EC Sanowski. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on. Welcome back. It's your third time, right? I think so. Yes. I mean, it's, it's like a, I'm a pro now. <laughs> that's yeah. that's rarefied air. I think we only have, who else has been on three times? We've had. I actually uh, don't know if we've had anyone on. Yeah, we have. Times. Danny Spiegel has been on okay. three times. Steph, I guess, technically. Steph has been on three times. And has Haley's been twice or three? I, I guess know. I'm horrible podcast host because I don't know what we've done. <laughs> I don't know. Well, we're, we're glad to have you back, ECU. Nick, you Was and I it were... just to break the old white man streak? <laughs> <laughs> no. It's the break... only reason. Yes, it's the only Who reason. Can we get on here? Quick call, EC. No. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> well, first of all, the world is full of old white men, for whatever that's worth. <laughs> so, it'd be really easy to fill this show with nothing but that if we wanted to. But okay. uh, I resign. <laughs> yes. There, there you go. No, we thought it'd be fun. Like it's January and, uh, you know, I think we've had you on to talk nutrition a couple of times. So we thought it'd be fun to, you know, we've got a lot of people doing, you know, whatever, you know, resolutions mm-hmm. and, and, you know, trying to get their life in order. And I'm trying to get my life in order. Nikki's trying mm-hmm. to get her life in order. So that'd be yes. fun to talk about. Totally. It is that time of year. So what's your resolution, right? Uh, I don't, I don't really have any this year, if I'm being honest, I don't, I don't really do the resolution thing. Like I, I live a pretty steady life for the most part, if that makes sense. Like, you know, not a lot of highs, not a lot of lows. I don't, I don't feel like I gotta (laughs) like do super improvement to myself. Like I'm already, I'm already like doing the gym thing six days a week, usually like, you know, outside of the illness. And, um, so there's not a lot I can add there other than you know, maybe commit to doing a warm up occasionally. Uh, <laughs> mm. I'd like to play guitar more. That's probably my biggest resolution for the year. It's like actually get a little more serious about, you know, learning and not just sitting in there and just playing rock songs. So, yeah. Okay. I know it's not CrossFit related, but. Or, or nutrition related, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah not at all. It's <laughs> nothing related. Yes. What Any about you, nutrition- Nikki? Yeah. Nutrition goals for you, Nikki? You know, I, so we're um, in a quote unquote shred, right? Like a shred Ooh. challenge at the Ooh. gym that okay. um, my husband is much more committed to than I am right now. So my, my main, I don't really set, like, I don't know if you'd call it a resolution, but I do set goals for the sure. year. And um, most of my goals CrossFit related are gymnasty or in that realm, which nutrition would certainly help accomplish, right? Cause all those movements are, uh, and skills are a little bit easier when you're a little bit leaner, a little bit lighter, but I'd love to get good at walking on my hands this year. It's just, I'm so terrible at it. I'm never having good. I'm terrified of being upside down. That's, that's a a tough one, but you know, it all goes hand in hand. You get better at that. You get better at muscle ups, you get lighter, you get leaner. So I'm very interested in this conversation. 
as a quick tangent, but I know you all like tangents, so yeah, we'll go down bring one. It on. Um, there's like, it was like five years ago, right? So I'm terrible at gymnastics, you know, walking my hands, terrible, whatever. So I was like, this is it. I'm becoming a gymnast. I'm doing this. So I like right. signed up for one-on-one gymnastics lessons. Like I was going to a g- gymnastics studio and all this stuff. And it's like, literally I would spend an hour with a coach just like kicking up onto my hands, you know, in free space and stuff like that. And it's just, I'm surrounded by like six-year-olds coming up to my knee, you know, and mm-hmm. it's like, they're like looking at this huge woman, you know, just like practicing <laughs> gymnastics. And they're like, is she really just spending the entire hour doing this? I'm like, yes, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're flying from right. like bar to bar. They're like running on their hands. The kids are insane. Oh, that's great. Anyway. Yeah. So, um, no, th- th- those are good goals. I, I, the shred challenge, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's a time of challenges. Um, to be honest, I probably have a slightly different take on all the, the nutrition challenges in the sense of, I don't mind them. I really view nutrition as an iterative process, you know, and even if you go on a shred challenge that you're not going to continue forever, there might be some lessons learned, or even if it just gets you back in the game a little bit, yeah. right? Like, I think sometimes we can be so, you know, if this is not the perfect thing, then why bother doing it? And it's like, well, maybe we just need a little nudge right now. <laughs> you know, and if it's get off the chocolate and vodka habit. Yep. Yep. John. No. <laughs> no. Not, we're not going that far. Come on. We're not going that far. Come on. No, no, no. She's totally right. And this is why I was very excited to have you on specifically, EC, because I do think that, you know, we are, we're intense, right? Crossfitters are intense people. And we all get stuck intensely in that phase between Thanksgiving and the holidays where we kind of just like say, fuck it and do whatever. And that's great. We, we deserve that. We work really hard. It's wonderful, you know, to forget what day of the week it is and just be filled with vodka and cheese and chocolate well, constantly. To, to be fair, Nikki, my mom it. makes a great cheese ball. So it's not my See? fault. It's not no, my fault. And I, if she sent me one, I wouldn't be mad about it's it. It's got pineapple in it too. So technically oh. I'm adding toward the grams. Wow. Okay, this is a stretch. I'm just going to let that go. <laughs> right. But but then, you know, January hits and it is a, it is a great time for a reset because we all have been kind of flying off off the wagon. But totally. the new year new me or like okay, I'm whole 30 starting January 1st and right. that is it. Like I do think that as a populace, crossfitters are so you know, ingrained in that kind of mentality that those kind of challenges whatever can be great for some people, can be very detrimental for others and that's why I I really like your take on on how to handle especially this time of year this kind of nutrition thing yeah I mean I did a post I think it was you know the 31st or something right before the new year and it's like if you're binging in preparation for January (laughs) 1 you're doing it wrong right like and I do have that opinion it's just sort of like guys like what are we doing man like (laughs) you know but I don't mind the motivation at the new year and if people want to jump on a challenge and all that stuff it's like great ride the motivation I mean motivation comes and goes. It's definitely not something to rely on, but if it gets you going, you know, Hey, more power to you. I, I think we have to be less dogmatic about always being right. And, and more about like, are we making progress? Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a nice way to not be so hard on yourself too. Cause totally. mentally it can be so defeating being like, Oh, I was doing so good. And then I had a drink or I was doing so good. And then I had dessert. Like, no, you're still doing good. Totally. Like, you're all right. Totally. I don't totally. ever have that problem. Ever. <laughs> me, me I don't. I'm like talking like I'm on the shred and I'm not. I'm still in cheese and chocolate land. <laughs> no, well, what I mean is, it's like, I don't ever feel guilty about, you know, whatever, you know, people call it cheat meals or whatever. Like, I don't ever feel guilty about that. Like, I, you when did you start CrossFit, John? I mean, it's been a while. 
God, it's been 10 years. Yeah. At this point. Did you yeah. go through your paleo perfect phase? Uh, of, or course. Like okay. of course. Of course I did paleo. Yes. <laughs> did, did you guys go through the paleo baking phase? Yes. <laughs> That's the important one. Don't yes. worry. Am I not leaning out? I can't figure out why I'm not leaning out. I just made these paleo brownies. <laughs> oh my God. I've had almond flour yes. chocolate chip cookies every fucking night this can't week. Can't figure it out. I have no clue. Why am I not leaning out? I'm going to 37,000 almonds in this one cookie alone. Because, you know, cavemen made almond chocolate chip cookies. Oh, yeah, every day. Yeah. Baked over the But I think fire. that's part of it. Like, John, you've had it. You've you already kind of been through that totally. cycle. And same with me, too. I mean, the only reason why I'm now not dogmatic is only because I've been dogmatic for many years, right? So it, it is sort of that perspective of like, well, I've done those things. And it also turns out that I can be successful not being so extreme, right? <laughs> so yeah, you've reached there and you've reached a more steady state, which is where I hope people get. And maybe they get it there through multiple shred challenges and, <laughs> and then we'll see them. And we'll see them when they're a little bit more, you know, uh, continuous or whatever, yeah. stable. Oh, I was hoping what? for the uninitiated, we could talk a little bit about kind of the 800 gram challenge mm-hmm. and like kind of your philosophy. Cause I find personally find it very freeing. Yeah. And what I mean by that is like, I've, you know, like in paleo world, it's, it can be very, even though it's all net, you know, all natural quote unquote, it can be restrictive. There's things totally. you can't have, you know, they frown on fruit, you know, like there's just a lot of stuff that um, it just, I got to think too much about it. And what I liked totally. about yours is like, I don't have to worry about like, if I'm going to have pineapple or watermelon or oranges or pears or what, like, I don't have to put too much thought into it. It's just like, get in your grams. Totally. <laughs> right. So can we, can we, can you explain like maybe the, the basic tenets for the uninitiated? Sure. Yeah. The 800 gram challenge, it's to eat 800 grams by weight of fruits and vegetables each day. And it doesn't matter which fruits and veggies you pick. So like you're saying, you know, it doesn't have to be all veggies. It doesn't have to be any veggies. It can be fruit. It can be potato. Um, and it also can be cooked, canned, frozen, or fresh. So we're not going to worry about, you know, if you're having frozen mango or steamed spinach, you're just going to add it up towards your grams. Um, and that's about it. And, and you eat that, you put a priority on that, and then you continue to eat whatever else you want. So you're not restricting or eliminating. And, you know, that would... That was definitely part of the idea when I came up with it was like the no restrictions approach, just sort of like an additive approach. But I don't think I was expecting quite the response from as many people about how freeing that was, which is, I guess, kind of dumb in hindsight, right? Like, duh. But, you know, that, like that's uh, that's one of the top comments. I mean, it's I, I feel better, have better performance is one of them, weight loss two, and then three, it's like just so mentally freeing. And it's like, yeah, it's flipped the script on dieting psychology, right? I mean, all the time when you think about diets, you think about what you can't have. And so I just took that off the table, um, which I'm glad I did. <laughs> but again, I didn't really think I thought it through all of the ramifications of that with the idea. Well, I think for me though, it's like, you know, I'll, I'll be eating this way and people are like, oh, you can't eat pineapple. It's got so much sugar in it. <laughs> I'm like, all right, tell it's me so another weird. one. Like, I love, but I love pineapple. It's so good, you know. And and I, there's the, no fun. You're not allowed to have any fun when you're, you're eating healthy, John. Come well, on. For me, like the most freeing part of it was like not having to think about it. But then I never feel bloated's not the right word. Like I always feel good, at, mm. like physically good afterwards. Like I good. always, I always find like when I eat processed food or something with too many additives or whatever, like. I just feel like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Like, and yeah. it's for me, it's like a real, as, as I'm getting older, I can feel it more. I don't know if that's just, you know, because totally. I'm getting older or whatever, but I certainly feel it more now. And totally. so now when I have a meal that's 
like one of my favorite meals is to make sweet potato hash. I love mm-hmm. sweet potatoes, you know, mm-hmm. and um, I'll add uh, apple to it. And uh, it's so good, you know, and can it's, you share this recipe with us, please? Like, will you post it on your page or on the make pods great again page or something? Cause sure. I would love to know apples it, with sweet potato hash. Hell it, yeah. It's super easy, super easy. So and if you're a meat eater, you're not going to like it, but uh, I basically just take a one sweet potato and I dice it. Right. And I take a strip of bacon and I drop the bacon in and I put the potato on top of it all at the same time. I let it cook together. Right. I add fresh rosemary. Um, I take an apple and I dice that and I toss that in with it. And I cook the whole thing for, God, I don't know, like probably 12 to 14 minutes that way. You know, so I'm not doing added oils. It's just like the bacon grease. Bacon fats in there. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of taking care of it. But, you know, the bulk of it is the potato because the potato is a lot, you know. Yeah, I was going to say, you get two, 300 grams in that, right? Yeah, and then you can, you know, you toss in basically a whole apple with it. And I put in some cinnamon and some salt and pepper. And that's basically it. Occasionally, I'll put in like sweet apple chicken sausage if I want to do some added protein. But I've actually found that when when I'm doing this, like I need, I feel like I need less protein for performance. Mm. I know there's a lot of people that are going to kick me in the teeth. Right. They're going to kick you out of CrossFit for that. Yeah. (laughs) You got to have all the protein and I'm getting plenty of protein, but like I kind of cut back on the protein as I'm doing this because I'm still very full and I Mm. feel good. And, you know, I don't just don't feel stuffed all the time. Um, Yeah. I mean, that's my favorite. I, I, that's great to hear. I mean, that was actually when I, you know, I'm, have been part of the CrossFit community for some time and and so it was more oh, it's an understatement of the year, EC. <laughs> Come on. But uh, when I launched it, you know, a lot of people that were trying it were CrossFitters. And it was actually performance and recovery that I heard the most instead of weight yep. loss. And now I've heard more weight loss. And that's great as it continues to spread. That's a big goal, too. But yeah, I mean, fruits and vegetables, they have uh, antioxidants, anti-inflammatories, polyphenols that have the same properties as well, in addition to the vitamins and minerals. And so you get some of that nice additional recovery benefit from having more of that in your diet than less. And so it's not totally surprising that people, you know, quote, feel better, have better energy, all of that stuff with it. So that's great. That's I, awesome. I only tend to struggle with green foods, like, because I can't oh, cook, really? well, I can't cook spinach because you buy a huge bag of spinach and it comes out to be like, you know, the size of <laughs> yeah. a walnut by the time you're done. <laughs> so that's a big pain. And I don't, I don't just love salads, but I, I eat them because it's an easy way to get in, you know, a lot of grams. And I, you know, I, the smart part of me knows you that, go. you know, green vegetables are good for you. So yeah, I still do it. Yeah. Um, that, that, that is the, like the weakness of, there's a couple weaknesses of the 800 gram challenge, right? Like all diets are trying to simplify physiology, but because of that, they can never be comprehensive enough to address all angles and all considerations. And so one of the things that people find with the 800 gram challenge is they're like, well, these greens don't weigh much. I'm not going to eat them anymore. <laughs> you're like, well, we can't Damn just it. follow. We can't just follow rules blindly. I mean, like this is a nice, simple way to approach nutrition, but like you have to apply the knowledge that like leafy greens are good for you, right? And so, right. you still want to get them in, and and however you want to do that, that's fine. But it, it's going to be most optimal when you include the breadth and depth across all the fruits and veggies. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite part of this concept is that I like feel like the worst. Like I feel like shit when I overeat and I overeat Mm. constantly. Like Mm. I have been trained. I trained myself real well (laughs) to like go in and go in hard with every single meal. And it's because I literally love like the act of eating, like taking fork to face. Okay. And so I'm like sad when my meal ends, Mm. but the nice part about 
this concept is that I'm already too full from the things that are good for me to then overindulge in other things that will make me feel sick. Like if I'm already halfway to full or more than halfway to full by the time I get to my dessert or my peanut butter or my trail mix or like insert thing that I could really overindulge in that kind of makes me feel gross in the end. Totally. If I can already, if I'm already halfway to full by the time I get there, I'm way less likely to like sit and stuff my face and make myself feel sick. Yeah. And and that's where the weight loss for a lot of people comes from, right? Because then they're not overeating all this stuff that uh, tastes delicious um, because they are full. So yeah. And it's funny, like, so when I came up with the idea, I was actually playing with somebody else. um, Gosh, I'm going to get his name wrong. I think it's Dr. Gregor of his book. It has a very cheery title, How Not to Die. (laughs) Tell me. (laughs) Yes, Yes, please. um, But And he has a concept and he lists, I'm going to get it wrong, 10, 12 different foods. And he says, you should eat these every day. And so I was playing with it and I liked the concept. I was like, Hey, let me just try to eat these and not worry about anything else and see what happens. And the problem was the volume for me was way too much. And then it was a little too specific. It was like every day, have a half cup of like fresh herbs. And I was like, I just don't have cilantro today. I just don't. Right, right, right. That's an aggressive ask. You know, like, you know, and then it was like, and also have like beans every day. It's like, I like beans, but just like not every day. So it was just a little too micromanaging. And then that's when I came across the study that um, was looking at fruit and vegetable consumption relative to health, health outcomes and had this 800 gram number. And that's when I was like, okay, cool. Let's make this an idea. But um, yeah, I mean, it's the filling nature that that is really helpful for people. And I think then combined with the lack of restriction as well, it's the combination of like, I still can have the peanut butter cup, let me fill up Mm -hmm. first, and then just have one instead of 16, right? (laughs) So what is your advice when it comes to what I think is the hardest part, which is gaining some momentum? Because Mm. once you get two weeks under your belt, once you get whatever that momentum is for you under your belt, it is so much easier to stick with it. But those first few days, it's like on the bus, off the bus, on the yeah. bus, off the bus. What What is your advice for kind of battling that mentality, especially at the start of the year? I don't know. Um, send me your answer. Oh, okay. Forget it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's, that's it. That's hard. I think that is where motivation actually helps. And that's why I like people riding the motivation wave or the group challenge wave or that's why I help gyms run challenges. I do think yep. there's something about group accountability and motivation and everyone's in it together. And for sure, like, um, and I say capitalize on that when you can, and hopefully it carries you to when it becomes more of a habit. Right. Um, but sure. That's hard. That's also when though, like thinking about your why or having an external motivation um, is really helpful. I think maybe that's the health marker that might be out of line a little bit. And you're like, shoot, I don't want to be sick. I want to be around for my kids and grandkids. That can be helpful. Um, having like, I want to achieve a marathon or do more pull-ups, all of that helps. At some point though, when we really are looking at long-term success, it it can't be these external motivators, right? Like they aren't going to, they aren't going to do it. Like you have to want to do it. But I think in the beginning, those are actually what get people going more. So for sure. The desire to have abs has never been my (laughs) external motivation, unfortunately. (laughs) Just doesn't get me there. I don't know. I'm like, you know what's better than abs? Literally everything I put in my mouth. Totally. You know, (laughs) and and that's one of the things that I do with my clients in my master class is it's like, I actually don't really want to tell people what to eat. I have very little desire to tell people what to eat. I want them to understand what they're eating and then what they have to do to get the goals they want. And I brought that up when you said the abs thing, because I often find that with CrossFitters, you know, they're seeking this state of leanness and I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, I mean, I'm not telling you to be that lean, but if you want to be that lean, this is what you have to do. And then they're like, 
not so interested. Done, done. And I'm like, okay, good. Well, now we know, right? Now we know what the trade-off yeah. is. <laughs> Instead of sort of us having this goal of like, I want to be like X, it's like, well, do you want to do that to get X, right? And, and then they can be the one in the driver's seat to decide, like, is that for me, right? Right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And it puts some more accountability into their own hands so that they have mm. a better understanding of the kind of drive and the sustainability of said drive. Like you want abs for your vacation? Cool. You want abs for life? <laughs> Understand how much you love chicken and broccoli. Understand it for real. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I don't know. Nikki, that, for me to answer your question, it was always about finding things I liked. Like there's so many, so much mm. variety in fruit as an example and so many fruits that I don't like but so many that I do, I literally just stick to the ones I do. I don't feel like I got to add in things that I, I don't enjoy, you know, like yeah. I don't, I don't love blueberries as an example. They're okay, but I don't love what? them. I just what? don't love them. They're okay. I don't Who love them. Who are you? Who doesn't I love, love blueberries? I don't love them, but I love, I don't love raw blueberries. I love, you know, blueberry muffins are great, but uh, <laughs> I don't love raw blueberries. I love pastries okay yes. so those don't count for the <laughs> those don't count i know they don't count and i don't put them in but i i love pineapple i love apples sure. i love watermelon uh grapes and so for me it's just like keeping those things you know in the fridge or on the counter so when i need a snack i've got something i really really like ready, readily a hand yeah, you know yeah. handable you know i can just jump in and grab it and i'm good to go um and that always seems to keep me on track and then I shifted my mindset away, and I kind of want to get into this, like away from this kind of mindset of, all right, you got to get in all the protein. Like I've been fed that line for years that, mm-hmm. you know, you have to have, you know, 0.7 to 1.2 grams of protein per body weight yep, or whatever, right, you know, yep. whatever the number is. And so for me, that would be, you know, 150 to 180 grams Mm-hmm. Of protein. That's a lot of damn protein. Like that's a ton of protein. And Wait, I don't eat that much. It, it varies right now. I'm probably like 175, 180, okay. maybe. Okay. 0. 0.7 know? would have you closer to 120. Not to correct your math, but I'm just so much. the 0.7. <laughs> well, you know, but CrossFitters do everything to the stream. So you're going to do the yes. one. So, you know, of course. No, you're going to do the one. <laughs> yeah. 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 We're not doing points. That's scaling. We're not scaling protein EC. <laughs> Well, that's Jesus. my number that I'm about to talk to you about. So, yeah. Well, so for me though, but so I did cut it back and yeah. like I cut it back great. And so I'm probably closer to that 120, maybe even yep. less as I'm trying to dial in more to that. So, like, yep. you know, what do you say to the naysayers? They're going, nope, got to have 180, got to have 200 grams. Like, what do you yeah. say to them? Well, you know, I also, like you, was trying the one gram of pound of body weight for a while. And it's just a lot of protein. It's a lot of protein. And you get to this point of like, I'm just sort of done with protein. Um, And so then you, you know, you got to kind of see what works for you in terms of sustainability. And then what the research says as well. And, and where I think there is a collection of research is that range. And I'm going to give it in the grams per pound of body weight, not kilograms. Um, It's the point of 0.55 to 0.7 is sort of the range. So, that's less than a lot of kind of what the bodybuilder people are recommending to really max out muscle mass. And I ended up at, I end up at 0.7 as my general starting point, because I typically am dealing with CrossFitters who want to lean out, get stronger, improve performance and add muscle mass. And so that's where it is. It also helps to have a little bit higher protein if you're in a caloric deficit for weight loss. So this is, that's why I end up 0.7, but I do think the numbers have gotten a little high. Um, 
And, but where I go with people when they're like, no, no, you need one. I'm like, okay, we'll do one report back to me in a year and let me know how it goes. <laughs> because I, I work with a, a good amount of people and like 0.7 is hard to sustain. So you can have this dream that one is going to get you all these results. And it's like, well, let me see that you actually do that for a while. And then we'll talk about like, if that's really the most optimal, right? Yeah. For me, it was, it's always like, I try to do things by feel like, how does my body feel afterwards? And I always feel like when I'm closer to that one number, I feel really bloated, like yeah. really, I just feel heavy, even though I'm not you know, necessarily gaining weight, I just feel heavier than I want to, mm-hmm. you know, you get the protein farts. It's terrible. <laughs> Although I can't smell right now. So I guess it'd be fine. Maybe I should yeah, just maybe give it a try. Protein. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, one of the studies that I, I use for that 0.7 number, it's like kind of where did they max out muscle mass gains with resistance training? And they weren't looking at professional bodybuilders. They were just looking at what I would call kind of like the, the typical CrossFitter, like a regular trainee, but not necessarily like this professional. And, and that's where the 0.7 number comes into play. So I'm like, great, let's start there and see what happens. And if you really are gung-ho and you're going great and you think 0.7 is not enough, then you get to move up to 0.8, but you don't get to do that until you're consistent. <laughs> right. Hey, Nikki, let's take a quick break from our uh, conversation with EC and talk about our sponsor this week, Emergent Mindset. Ooh, let's, because I think that this type of a mindset training course is one of the things that a lot of, I call us average CrossFitters. Maybe that's the wrong way to say it, (laughs) but just like, you know, us folks who aren't games athletes, who go into the gym every day, who just want to get better year over year, like that's, that's what the open's for. And um, the Emergent Mindset program from Casey Campbell is something that I think a lot of us are missing because it is a way to center your thoughts, center your focus, figure out how to attack each workout, not only from a physical aspect, but from a mental aspect. And that kind of preparation is so valuable. It is. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And from like a personal testimony standpoint, as I've been getting over the Rona, I uh, have been been kind of struggling with... Uh, being able to do less in the gym than I'm used to doing. And so I've had to totally change my routine. So I've had to change my mindset going into what I, into these workouts from what I want to accomplish. And it's just been really helpful to me to visualize where I want to go. It helps me with my concentration. Um, You know, the whole, there's a whole section on self-talk habits. And for me, like that's been really important and impactful for me because um, I think like a lot of people, I can tend to, get negative because I, you know, I was in one place and I'm in a totally different place totally, today. Totally. And, but, but I'm able to think, all right, I know where I want to be and where I can be. I just have to focus on this. And so I, you know, I think it's important to, to have that kind of mind space and to, uh, you know, have someone talk you through that has been super helpful for me. Yeah. And also like Casey in and of herself, you know, with her, with her um, gymnastics background and her games experience, like the fact that she brings her own personal stories and her own personal experience into this training program means that it just kind of like elevates it to the next level. You're not just like reading someone being like, this is how you should attack this workout. (laughs) Like she knows, she knows what the hell she's talking about. And I find personally that that kind of experience like gives me a lot of confidence when I figure out what kind of program I want to follow. 
Well, she's got a master's in sports psychology, which I have a master's in sarcasm. So, uh, you know, I say what? (laughs) I know. So I can I can appreciate someone that studied that hard to get good at their craft. But totally, uh, totally. And I think it's also worth mentioning that at the end of her course, there's a three week practice journal with these specific exercises that you can do every day to actually apply the principles in the lessons. That's the coolest part for me is like you weren't all the shit. And then you're not just left being like, good luck, do the shit. It's like, no, here's how you execute it. That's pretty cool. Exactly. So if you want to check this out, uh, go to Casey's website. It's called emergentmindset.com, E-M-E-R-G-E-N-T-M-I-N-D-S-C-T. So many letters.com <laughs> com backslash open prep and get signed up. If you use our code MPGA, you can save a hundred bucks. First, the first 50 people to use the code save a hundred bucks. Yeah. So hurry up. Hurry up. Hurry up, everyone. (laughs) All right. Well, let's hurry up and get back to EC and uh, talk about some nutrition. Such a pragmatic (laughs) approach, EC. That's like like what I love about the way that you work with, you know, people and clients and groups. And and I know that you host a lot of different courses and things Mm -hmm. for gyms, but like, it's just, it's, you're so normal and down to earth about it. And I feel like a lot of times nutrition programs are up on a pedestal is the wrong way to say it, but they definitely are like doling out, like, this is how we do it. This is the right way to do it. And you're like, okay, well, let's try, like, let's see how your body feels. Like there's no harm in trying something for a couple of weeks and seeing if it works for you or doesn't. And I I, I like that flexibility. Well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, you know, the 800 gram challenge is kind of, I guess my lead in and how people, you know, might find me and stuff. And that's great. And, and lazy macros is then the next step by adding the protein. But to be honest, that's not really the core of what I want my message to be. I, I wrote these, what I call 10 principles of nutrition that are kind of like what I consider the underpinnings of all the different diets out there. And the thing about them is none of them list a single food. You know, none of them actually say like eat apples or have spinach or have fruits and veggies or do the 800 gram challenge. They kind of talk about, you know, quantity, calories, macros, all that stuff. But that's what I want my core message to be. It's like, I want to teach nutrition without telling you how and what to eat. (laughs) So, and and that's where it's like, okay, I mean, I can tell you why carnivore is successful, right? I'm not going to recommend it because I don't really think it's going to be successful for a lot of people. But I mean, there's reasons why it can work, right? And so that's what I want to help people understand and get away from like, as much as I love the 800 gram challenge and it's helped people, like, I don't need you to do the 800 gram challenge, you know? Right. I need you to understand the principles of what yeah. is working, but totally. people are lazy. They, you see, they want you to tell them what to eat and then make their shopping list and then cook my meal for me. And like, Ooh. I'm one of those people too. So I'm totally on board. It's just, it's hard to... I might actually already know the fundamental principles. Yeah. And I still want a coach to tell me that totally. I need this, that, and the other thing on in every single meal. Totally. And that's why I have, you know, 800 gram challenge and lazy yep. macros. I get it. Like, I'm not, I'm not putting that down, but it's like, I think nutrition can be very confusing if you look at these diets and you think, wow, they're very different. And what I'm trying yeah. to say is like, hey, there's a lot of similarities, right? Like Mediterranean diet is like very much the paleo diet. <laughs> Like we can argue about beans till the cows come home, but like, we got a lot of similarities guys. Um, Totally. And and so that's what I'm trying to help people with because I do, and I I was in it and this is why I'm so passionate about it. Like I feel like we're in this kind of washing machine of like, what's the new diet. I got to find the next Mm -hmm. new diet. Like, Oh my gosh, I have to do this new cycle over and over again. And instead it's like, hold on, hold on. Let's understand what's going on. And then we can worry about whether or not you eat beans, you know? (laughs) (laughs) It seems like so minor now that we're thinking about it on the greater scheme of things. Like, do you like them? beans are great but you know (laughs) like let's not start with like never eat beans like that's just so such a detail it's so in the weeds right 
A good for your I, LDL. I'd be interested <laughs> in your your insight into this whole keto fad that's going on mm. right now. Like what I find interesting personally about keto is how many people do it wrong. Um, <laughs> it's the new paleo for that reason. Well, I mean, like I keep, you know, like I, I follow a lot of people and I see a lot of posts because I look at a lot of social media. I know that's shocking. And I always feel like <laughs> I see people doing keto and they're like, you know, uh, making a cup of coffee and dropping a whole stick of butter in it and going keto. And I'm like, that's not keto. Like keto <laughs> is a lot of vegetables and yes. some fatty meats, but it's a lot of vegetables, right. you know, and they always tend to skip that and go straight to making the peanut butter bombs. <laughs> you right. know, like what are you just, what are your thoughts on this whole fad that, or, you know, I hate to call it, yeah. a fad, but the kids kind of a craze right now. Like, yeah. Do you feel it's still, the keto is still going strong? Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's still going so? strong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I have people talk to me about it all the time. Like I you actually know, just saw something that was, um, so there was this article, I'm going to do a podcast on it tomorrow, but it was like the best diet for 2021 by CNN. And they were rating all these different diets, but they listed that like there's keto 2.0. And I'm like, Oh my God, what is this? <laughs> you know what, what I mean? Like, it? And it's like, they shift the fat from like 90% fat to 85% fat. And I'm like, Oh my God, now we're in the weeds, right. like right. beyond the weeds. Right. Um, keto. What do I think about keto? You know, one of my principles is sustainability is the most important factor for diet selection. If keto is how people eat more whole foods than not, I like it. If keto is how they control their quantity, I like it. If that is even their gateway drug, if you will, to the whole food world, I like it. And for, I do think it is for a lot of people. And that's why I'm not against keto. Now, what I think happens, though, is what's been oversimplified a lot in the greater media is this idea that carbs are bad and they will cause diabetes and um you know, all these other chronic diseases. And it's like, that's just gotten a little oversimplified that you're going to have, you know, hyperinsulinemia when you eat an apple. That's not true. <laughs> that's not true. And so we've gotten to this like extreme state of like the lower the carb, the better and, and fat doesn't make you fat. And it's like, no, no, that's incorrect as well. And so sometimes I think these ideas get too simplified and we get a little bit to the extreme. And I think that's what's playing out a lot in the keto space. Um, the other thing which makes me really sad about not sad confused about the keto thing is it's like crossfit is all about intensity and intensity is fueled by in part by the glycolytic pathway which requires carbohydrates like there's no getting around that like if you want to have a very high power output it's going to be maximized by having carbohydrates um and so people are like doing CrossFit. I just feel like they're shooting themselves in the foot. It's like, why are you doing this? Like, why are you trying to do Fran on broccoli? Like, <laughs> just, why, you know, like what's, what's the thing. And, and sometimes I think people see results. I know I'm on a tangent here. I think people see results because they've lost weight and therefore their That's performance it. is improving because yeah. they've lost yes. 10 pounds and pull-ups are easier when you've lost yep. 10 pounds. But it's like, that doesn't mean we're at optimal yet, guys. Like maybe we could still improve even further if we had the ap apple or potato. You're not going to find a high level, like 400 meter sprinter doing like keto. <laughs> You're just not. No, I think that the, I think that the, so much of the driving force behind a lot of sticking to these diets or going with what has been sort of like socially drilled into our brains, like carbs are bad for women specifically mm -hmm. is that goal of leaning out regardless mm -hmm. of performance. And it's totally, uh, and I, myself included totally like 
they go against each other, but it doesn't matter because in the moment you're like, cool, I haven't had any simple carbs. And so I'm totally leaning out and I'm getting the most intense workout possible, which is also going to help me mm-hmm. in my goal of leaning out without considering the performance element in there or the like feel like shit element mm-hmm. when your body has nothing to run on and you're pushing it to the point that it needs, you know, some sort of fuel in that system like you were talking about and you're not giving it any. So I think that we are, and this is a, a huge can of worms that we probably shouldn't open right now because I could talk for hours and hours on this, but, you know, societally, especially a lot of women in, in fitness and in CrossFit specifically are still driven by that goal to lean out no matter what the performance aspect of it is. And I still, my husband, I've been doing this for also 10, 11 years. Mm -hmm. My husband still has to be like, remember, you don't want to be skinny. You want to be strong. And it's still to this day, something I have to be like, yeah, you're right. You're right. How fucked up is that? Yeah. You know, and I love this world. I live in this world. It is so important to me and I'm, I'm stoked on how I look, but there's something in the back of your mind. It's been drilled there for so long. Right. It's hard guys, to ignore. Guys have that problem too, Nikki. Don't I was like, going to say. Don't yeah. Me, they don't. Like I, I got moments where I want to be a skinny bitch. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Like I'll look <laughs> in the mirror. I'm like, oh, I'm heavier than I want to be. And then yeah. I'll be walking away, look in the mirror. I'm like, yeah, but I'm getting thick. So that's good too. You know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Okay. Exactly. It's tough. It's tough to still have that to, to battle. I, yeah, I will say I, just so we don't get a lot of hate mail, we're not hating on keto. My parents are on keto for mm-hmm. the record and, but they do it right. Like my mom is, is a, a meticulous reader, mm-hmm. meticulous. Like, and you give her a book and say, do this and she'll read it every detail that's awesome when they do keto it's avocados and salads and broccoli and you know they're but they're using real butter and and they're now they're ordering in uh grass-fed meat you know instead of buying meat from walmart or or wherever you know and and doing it the right way and they've lost a lot of weight and they're healthier Mm -hmm. and they feel better and you know it's kind of like paleo it's like the low-hanging fruit of nutrition yeah Yeah, yeah. you know it's all natural you're not you know, eating a lot of processed food. And so it's, it's okay. So I'm not hating on keto. I'm, I'm hating on like, I just keep seeing posts from people going, Oh, I made this, this keto salad. And it's literally just like a mound of cheese and mayonnaise. <laughs> and I don't know, like, you know, and a, sounds and, awesome and, and a steak, you know, which I'm sure it's delicious, but it I'm is just looking, interesting you know, with, and, and, you know, I kind of, not to be like, it's amazing, but that's a kind of like about the 800 gram challenge is a lot of these diets, they end up basically being like, you can come up with the processed food variation to meet it. We talked about paleo brownies before we kicked off, mm-hmm. right? Or when we kicked off and then it's like the keto salad of cheese and like pepperoni or something like that. Right. Like yep. there's just these ways to continue to be like, I'm eating too much processed stuff or like overly calorically dense foods. Right. Um, you can do the same thing with vegan, like get some vegan organic candy and it's like, okay, well that's not really vegan, but sure. Um, right. So it, it sort of ends up that it becomes like, we're all going back to just the same problem, which is processed foods in some way, calorically dense process, overeating those types of things. So it's just funny that way. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not against keto either. Eat keto either. It's just for CrossFitters. It's just like maybe if you guys were doing like you know super long endurance, where like 60% VO2 max is what we're talking about, then we can maybe start to have some conversations about fat fueling. But like Fran, 10 minute AMRAPs? No, <laughs> no, not for maximal power Wait, output. 
No. Are you saying my Fran time is 10 minutes? He says, so <laughs> no, that was Fran comma. Let's not out, let's not out my Fran time to all the listeners for God's sakes. That's Man. a great Fran time. It <laughs> was Fran comma 10 million. It, it probably yeah. is 10 minutes right now after dealing with this illness. Cause my lungs suck. <laughs> but those short power outputs you need you need more and you need to be gentler to yourself and your body to give yourself more to be able to do that kind of stuff like where are you on your post corona where are we on the timeline again well i'm only um well let's see i came out of quarantine on monday so i've okay. done two i've done two workouts since then and because i'm a crossfitter i'm very impatient i should be back to full <laughs> fitness at this point yeah seriously um, what's wrong with you it's so exhausting. It is so exhausting. Like it was two weeks. I was, I was talking to this buddy of mine, this guy that works for me, but he's a buddy and his mom has cancer and she's been going through chemo. And so I was asking him, you know, I'm kind of always asking him about her, how she's doing, how she's feeling. And so I'm really like kind of aware of kind of where she is and her journey through this and how she feels from talking to him. And Corona to me has a lot of the same symptoms as someone who's going through chemo. It just exhausts hmm. you. Okay. Like you just like you just feel like you don't want to move. You just want to sit on the couch all day. But if you sit and you don't move, you just get all achy and gross. Mm-hmm. You know, and so you have to move. And then when you move, now you're exhausted again. It's just mm-hmm. it's mentally um, really depressing. Hmm, so, and then when you come out of it, like yesterday and today were my first days where I'm like kind of full energy again, where I feel really good and I woke up feeling good and I felt good all day long. Um, but then you go to work out and you know, it's a respiratory disease. You, you don't have your lungs back. So I program these two workout, these two five round workouts. Cause I'm a genius back to back. And, uh, I'm about three rounds in going, Oh, bad idea. <laughs> really bad idea. It's a three round workout today. Yeah. <laughs> still great. You still worked out. That counts. Well, here's what I did. That was smart though. I will give myself a little credit. So I, what I did was a strength in these two five round workouts that were mostly body weight. There wasn't a lot of weight to them. And I did it on a rolling 60 minute clock. Mm. So it was okay. not, so it was not for time. It was just sure, like, look, sure. get all this work in in 60 minutes. Yeah. So I was taking, but the problem was I was taking long breaks. Like I was doing 15 cows on the assault bike and I'd get off. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to die. Like I just got to sit here for a minute and I would take a break sitting there and sitting there getting depressed going oh, a month ago, I'd be back on the bike. <laughs> killing that thing and right now i'm just sitting on my butt doing nothing so it's it's a process all right you'll get back to it it feels like a long process but i'm i'm hopeful you know particularly as i'm you know trying to focus more on the 800 grams and and getting you know kind of more fruits and vegetables back into my life that that'll help me recover a little quicker too like yeah, we'll see. I'm not making any coronavirus promises from the. You should <laughs> make all the promises. You cured. have the cure. Yes. Yeah. Cured. I love fruits and vegetables. I am not making that promise. <laughs> who, needs a, who needs a vaccine? Just an apple a day keeps the doctor away. It's oh, everyone dear. said that forever. Come on. I, think I didn't it's say science that. at this point. I did yes. not. She's like, look. I did not say that. All of this. <laughs> of the podcast. EC, what are your goals or resolutions for this year? What are my goals and resolutions for this year? Um, you know, so I have this community tracker, which is called the consistency project. That's also the name of my podcast. But this idea is, you know, you basically check off every day, yes or no to, did you do the 800 gram challenge? Did you hit your protein target? Did you exercise? And did you sleep enough? And like my cutoff for sleep is seven hours, but we can have that discussion. 
And so I committed, I think I started in August to logging my score for a year because the idea is like, I think these are the big four factors in people's life that needs to kind of be going really well to make a comment then about overall health. And so I was like, okay, well, what's a good score, right? Like, what does that look like? And so I want to make sure that I stay on track and commit to logging every day. Um, I think Mm -hmm. I'm actually pretty consistent on those factors, um, some more than others, but still like, what does that look like in terms of scoring across the year? So that's sort of my my resolution cool well and yeah. you, you just brought it up but since the last time we spoke you launched a podcast i did oh yeah i did it's called How's the consistency project it's good it's uh it's been fun i'm working with a longtime friend he's the co-host for ben bergeron's chasing excellence podcast i know him from my early days in crossfit so it's it's good to reunite with him Wait, um, who is it patrick cummings it's Pat. I, Pat yeah. and I worked together at Again Faster yeah, a totally. million years ago. Tell totally. him to say hi. I will. Yeah. Uh, so he's the best. It's fun to rework with him. And and right now it's just been kind of these 20 minute-ish like uh, deep dives, I guess, on a specific topic. So like inflammation, you know, or something mm-hmm. like that. Or um, So it's just been fun. Um, we'll see. It'll probably evolve as all things do. But I'm nowhere near the frequency of you all. (laughs) I don't know how you guys have so many podcasts. But but you're doing really well because the first time Nikki and I charted uh, on iTunes, we were really excited, by the way. We were like so excited. And I'm in the the weeds, like looking to see where we are. And like up at like number five or something uh, from Apple, there you were. Really? that, how do you figure out where you're charting? Oh, I'm like that bitch. So you literally just have to like, look at the chart. You just have to go there. Like, yeah, you just go to the chart. Some, and... There are some like systems or like places you can search or whatever, but it's easier if you just look to, on Apple. Yeah, you just go to Apple and sort sort by. You're in the health and fitness category. Just sort health and fitness, and they'll, they'll be top to bottom. And um, you're, thankfully, you're, I'm in the right category. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. You're She's in, in the humor. furniture shopping. You're number one in furniture shopping. Yeah, yeah the algorithm is this so is exciting. Awesome. I'm going to check it out. Yeah, it was um, very cool. And I'm like, I know her. She's way ahead of me now. I'm depressed. It was great. Oh. So, <laughs> are you killing it? Oh, well, thank you. But yeah, it's uh, it's been fun and it's been fun to um, give it a whirl. So we'll see. Keep going. Yeah, it'll get uh not easier. You'll find like your grooves. I feel like that's what yeah. happened to us. And truthfully, like we did not have this frequency when we first started. Like we sort of kicked it into high gear when we were all first in the lockdown because we selfishly took advantage of the fact that like we wanted to talk to athletes. We wanted to get everyone's, you know, take on 2020 and what the weird competition season was looking like. And we were straight up taking advantage of the fact that people were locked in their homes. Yeah. So they couldn't get away from us. We were like, hey, you're home. Talk to us. And they Are couldn't say Are you more than no. one a week? I mean, like, I think I've seen, right? You guys do sometimes more than one a week? In, um, in tw- the- We would record more than one a week. And mm. in 2020, in the height of lockdown, we were for sure releasing more than one a week because we would record like every other night. Wow. Yeah, we're, we're probably this year, my hope is we'll release two a week. Um, <gasps> our plan is to have like four episodes a month that will be with a guest. Mm. And then we'll do two that are just me and Nikki, just yeah, you know, the do, shit. just doing what we do, talking yeah. about all the fruits and vegetables we're eating. I know that's all you Which, guys like, talk about. That's it. That's all <laughs> why, we talk about. Why people ever tune in to listen to just the two of us talk is still yeah. beyond me. I do not understand and, it. 
And then we have a couple of wildcard episodes. I typically do at least one um, series I call Inclusion RX. And I just, oh, cool. I bring somebody on that just tells their story, something yeah. about inclusion. So it could be an adaptive athlete. It could be, you know, someone that, um, I don't know, pick your poison. Like they could have anxiety or it could be a race thing or LGBT or whatever. Like it yeah. just something inclusive just cool. to tell their story. That's it. Like just sure. the, kind of their experience. Um and then, you know, so I may do one or two of those. So we'll try to do seven or eight a month wow. if we can. We're Holy busy. Yeah. This is the first time I'm hearing about this plan, by the way. <laughs> no. Well, no, that's what we've no, got booked. That's what we got booked this month. Yeah. No, I think it's going to be, I would love to stay consistent with it because I just feel like as the world is hopefully coming out of, you know, the craziness of the the pandemic and everything that we've learned in the last year, we have definitely shifted our culture in a way that is allowing people to take more advantage of or enjoy like this type of content more. So I would like to stick with it to a point for sure. I just hope that it's for a better reason. It's because we all really like it and not because we're all like locked in our (laughs) houses with our significant others and families, like so sick of them. I need to listen to someone else for five minutes. Right. Right. I will say as you do it more, you see like it's a it's a much different experience connecting with people through a podcast than through Instagram or through other methods. Yeah. Like they really feel like they know you and totally like I even get messages today from people like, oh, I really love the podcast. And they like just start talking to you like they've known you your whole life. Yeah. Which I love. It's actually kind of my fun. favorite part. It's my favorite part of this thing. Well, well until, until they start yelling at you and, then, you know, because <laughs> they do that, too. You know, it's just. Yep. I, uh. I was going to say, like, I don't know if you know, but like social media, you don't get to like explain a lot of nuance. Right. <laughs> John doesn't. What are you talking about? I don't, I don't do nuance. <laughs> Not at all. So I do appreciate that already that it's just like, you know, in, you know, Instagram, I, I love it and all that stuff, but you have what three, five seconds to catch someone's attention and get them to be interested in what you want to say. At least on a podcast, you can explore that for maybe, you know, 20 seconds yeah. <laughs> or a little bit longer. Totally. Well, the, the problem with the podcast, though, they get to know you, and mm. then they they hear the topic that you just triggered them for, and they don't actually listen to it. So, like, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna get some DMs on the keto thing, which is why I took a moment to say, "Hey, I'm not hating on keto." Okay, but they're not gonna get that far. They're no, they hear- they've already skipped. They've yeah. already skipped to the they're, next show. They yeah. already skipped out and started their DM to me, okay. telling me why I'm a jerk. <laughs> you know, so it's it's an interesting experience, but it is fun. Right. Fun. Good. Yeah. Husband, it's made my boy Bean famous, who's right here with me. You guys can't really see him because of my backdrop, but no, I do like how he goes in and out of the backdrop. But yeah, it's made him very famous. (laughs) He enjoys it, he doesn't even know he's famous. It's very exciting. Oh, he knows, yeah, he He knows. He just doesn't want you to know that he knows. He's sneaky like that. He is sneaky, he is sneaky like that. All right. Well, EC, thank you for joining us. Yeah, Yeah. it's been super fun as always. Hopefully. Our listeners learn something about eating healthy and not following my lead, which is vodka chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> You're better than that, and we all know it. Mm-hmm. You heard the you heard the glass through yeah, most of the episode. No, I'm better than that. Some days depends. No, but it, this was really good, and I do hope yeah, that you guys. that people who are you know riding the wave of motivation at the beginning of this year take full advantage of it, and if they aren't or they're sort of plagued by the idea of regaining control of their health and nutrition and wellness that they know that there are ways out there that it could be really easy entry for them. 
Yeah. And I mean, I guess the last thing I would say just to tail onto that a little bit is just like, yeah. And when you fall off, like, welcome to being a human, like, you know, like we don't just ride off into perfection forever in terms of nutrition. So just like, it's going to be an up and down thing and you just got to stick with it. Yeah. Well, before, so before we sign off then, where are they going to find you? Podcast, books, you know, website, all of that. Yeah, no book yet, but Optimize Me Nutrition for my website and the handle on social media. And then the podcast is The Consistency Project. All right. You guys heard it here. So go check it out. It will uh, change your life. Thanks, guys. Thanks for being on, Nikki. Great seeing you as always. Likewise. For everyone listening, we appreciate you joining us tonight. And we will chat with you guys soon.